0: Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Monday, April 18th. It is tax deadline day. I hope you either got your taxes filed or your extension filed today. Um, and so, uh, but uh, that's all I need to say about that. Hope you guys had a blessed Easter weekend as we head into this, uh, this third week of April let uh we're kind of getting in the heart of, of, of uh, earnings season. We'll see what happens there. Uh, when Dave joins us here in just a moment, <clears throat> before he does, let's just talk a minute about things that uh, we can't really control. We can't control what's happening in the marketplace. We can't control what's happening over in Russia or the Ukraine. Uh, heck, we can't even control what's happening in Washington, D.C. Uh, but there are some things you can control. And one of the main things that you can control is how much risk you have in your current portfolio. And if you don't know how much risk you have, that can be a problem. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design where we help walk you through that whole process of determining your risk and how much risk you're willing to take, how much risk you need in your portfolio and help you establish that risk optimized portfolio. Again, give us a call at 863 863- 382-0037. Hey, with that, we've got Dave coming up next.
1: 5.7. Perry and band there. It's 8.40. 20 here before 9. Time to check in on your money and find out what's going on with your IRA and 401k. I always say, even if you have money stuffed in an old sock under the bed, what we talk about here each morning does affect you. Let's head down to check in to see what Stadler Financial Services' very own Philip Statler has to say. Philip, good morning and happy Easter.
0: Hey, good morning. It's uh, good to see or uh, be back uh, in the seat uh, after a nice uh, relaxing weekend. Well, I'll say relaxing. A lot of time, uh, you know, helping prep food and, and all that kind of stuff for company coming over. But, uh, but still, a great weekend. Uh, didn't spend any of it at the office, so that was a good thing.
1: That's good as well. It's tax day today, and we probably ought to remind the uh, naysayers and <laughs> yeah. the uh, procrastinators, and that also means your day is the day from heck here today until close to business, I'd wager, right?
0: Well, not bad. We got everything pretty much wrapped up on Friday. Today's the final. Hit the button and file everything that hasn't been filed yet and, uh, and go from there. But, folks, if you've not filed, hey, you still got time uh, to get your extensions in at least and give you another little couple months to get it ready.
1: Now, this is a heavy day for those of us that have to pay in to file. I will admit at 9 o'clock last night, I pushed the button and paid my taxes because <laughs> I paid in and I had them done a long time ago, but I'll be dang if I'm going to give the IRS money one second before I have to. And I'd imagine I'm not abnormal on that front.
0: No, definitely not. Definitely not.
1: <laughs> and I hate those days where I have to pay in too I mean I've had them done since January 21st I went one through one more thing is there any chance I can find another deduction or something that's going to cut it and I said now I can't so oh, to heck with it I pushed the button and Coughed up the cash. Setting the table for the morning, it was another off day on Thursday. Again, the markets were closed on Friday. The bonds were the only things being sold, but we're starting out on a slight downtrend this morning. Dow was off by 113 on Thursday. NASDAQ down by 1.2%, down fifty-four. And Nasdaq or P rather and Nasdaq continues to get beat up. It was down a full two percent on Thursday. And my uh, lead story that I got on my tip sheets this morning is not going to help NASDAQ one tiny little bit. China's zero-COVID policy locking down monster cities like Shanghai. Uh, They've got, like, nearly 400 million people across 45 cities under full or partial lockdown. And some dweeb on one of the financial tip sheets did the math, and they say that that represents, like, 40 percent of China's GDP you had a report this morning that says they're still managing to grow, right?
0: And they did. I mean, they came out with their first uh, quarter um, GDP number, and it was uh, 4.8%, which was uh, more than the 4% that was expected. So that was, um, I guess, good news for China. But And they've been closed down part of that time period as well. So um, I'm interested to see what this uh, continued shutdown is going to do. And how long can they really continue to do that? Because they need, uh, you know, they need this production as well as we do coming out of China to support their their economy.
1: I mean, yeah, they are an export driven economy. By case in point, Sony and Apple uh, both manufacture their uh, their laptops and their tablets right in Shanghai Quanta is the world's biggest notebook manufacturer they also make the MacBook and virtually half the notebooks that you see these days out in the uh or out in out in the marketplace or tablets rather are made by Quanta their biggest factory is in Shanghai it's shut down this is eventually going to whack some of our stocks and it struck me and I was saying before we went on the air it's going to be interesting to see what happens to Apple because they've got a lot of they got a lot of apples in the basket of that new MacBook Pro, and they're not making them right now at Quanta because Shanghai is shut down. This is going to affect us as time goes on.
0: They absolutely will, you know, the, uh, as if the supply chain hasn't already affected us. But, but that's going to be a big deal for, for Apple. And, uh, you know, if their product line gets uh, slowed down or closed down, uh, what are they going to have to sell? And, and that's going to be problematic for them.
1: Absolutely. I mean, they do most, make almost all of their stuff these days in China. And with China shutting down like that, I kind of respect their attempt to try to keep COVID down to an absolute minimum. And they've got a staging reason to do it, too, because they got blamed with uh, having originated the virus. So they're even more paranoid than other countries, just to make the point that they're taking it seriously. But when a a command-and-control economy and a command-and-control society like China decides to uh, shut down completely... I mean, they mean it. Seriously. You're not allowed on the streets. Sh- Shanghai is a ghost town right now.
0: Well, and it makes you think that maybe um, Apple needs to start looking inward to the United States to find manufacturing facilities, uh, just like we've got other chip companies finally coming back to the United States and building plants uh, to produce their their product here in the U.S.A
1: absolutely what a concept making it, <laughs> yeah, exactly. making it domestically who would have thunk of such a thing <laughs> the other big story that was making the consumer news over the weekend is the fun between elon musk and twitter the board there is uh, fighting musk's buyout offer and uh I was mentioning to you before we went on the air. I got a real bang out of it. The Washington Post puts an editorial on that Elon Musk should not be allowed to buy Twitter because a millionaire controlling a major media property would be absolutely terrible. The Washington Post, of course, being owned by Jeff Bezos.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, let's uh, just, uh, what is that, uh, into, the, into the frying pan, out of the frying pan into the fire is what they're looking at there. I mean, that's, come on.
1: How do you spell tone deaf, huh? <laughs> it is earnings season, yeah. and we're in the early stages of the week, so there's not a lot out there. The general pattern is after the big financials end up reporting, there's a day or two worth of relative quietude. But we start the morning out with two pretty substantial financial entities. Uh, synchrony, you don't hear a whole lot about, but they're private label credit cards, and their biggest client is they're the credit card people from Amazon. So they've got a big client, and how they report means a lot. How did they come out with their first quarter?
0: Well, Synchrony um, did well. They came out at $1.77 compared to $1.54 they were expected to make, um, and their uh, revenue was as ahead of expectations as well. And then they made a couple other announcements that's helping them out this morning. Uh, they added an additional $2.8 billion to their stack, stock buyback program, as Ooh. well as increased their dividend. By five percent to twenty-three cents a share, so a lot of good things for Synchrony, uh, and they are trading up three and a quarter percent this morning. The other thing about Synchrony is is there there are a lot of an online bank, and them, Ally Bank and Capital One, those three really fight for online deposits. Um, so I, I see them as one of the three main uh, competitors when interest rates go up they're one of the leading ones to to raise that bar for their savings accounts and stuff like that. So, so a good bank.
1: The banking industry in general might be becoming kind of the next retail war. I mean, we watched through the war go through and the big retail brick and mortar stores went through a real down period. And we lost a few of them like pennies and Kmart among them as the online retailers ended up growing. Banking may very well be the next sector. We see that on maintaining five local offices of a bank when some guy is just sending you an email saying hey i can do more on savings and your checking's just as good because you pay everything online anyway it's an but interesting back row that's going to be taking place in finance over the next few years
0: it, it is you still have that though that older generation that, that still wants to walk into the bank and see somebody so um you know so some of these banks aren't for everybody But they are for those tech-savvy people and and not even so tech-savvy because it's easy to do. Um, And and so I I think that is going to be more of the wave of the future. We do have two other um, financial institutions that reported, Dave.
1: Those those online sales is walking into a brick-and-mortar bank these days. You get one teller and a line 10 people long.
0: That's right. You sit there for over a half hour.
1: you did mention another bank, Bank of America, reported, and they're kind of a poster child for what we saw last week, aren't they?
0: Yeah, they, they really are. You know, they did beat by five cents a share um, and revenue top forecast as well uh, from consumer lending, and they were up earlier than they were down. Now they're back up a little bit, six tenths of a percent. But here, however, kind of like you were talking about last week, um, you know, if you look at year over year, same quarter last year, they're they're down twelve percent um, from that time period. So, so still as a whole, the banking industry is not doing as well as they did the year before. Uh, we continue to see that.
1: It's interesting the gross numbers being so far off, but, uh, and compared to last year when things were shut down, I would have expected consumer activity to be up, but they're suffering, aren't they?
0: Yeah, it does seem to be that way. Um, and then the last one I have for you is bank of New York Mellon. Um, mm-hmm. They they beat the estimates by a penny a share. I came in at $1.86. Revenue was basically in line with what everybody expected. Um, But uh, so um, there must be something else in the report I'm not seeing because they're getting whapped this morning. Um, They're down four point six percent before we get started trading. And actually, it'll be a new 52 week low if it continues at this rate.
1: And that's really interesting because I have them up on my delayed quotes, so something came to light within the last 10 or 15 minutes even.
0: Uh, it could be. I mean, this is an eight, yeah, 849 quote, that uh, down 4.6%.
1: Yeah, and my individual stock quotes are delayed by about 20 minutes, so something weird happened afterwards. Resetting the table for the morning, we ended the trading week on Thursday. On a down note, we had a three-day weekend for everybody to calm down Maybe take a mimosa and celebrate Easter, and I would hope we'd be in better humor 45 minutes before we open. It doesn't look like we're feeling a lot better than we were on Thursday, Philip.
0: No, we're really not. but Well, we kind of are, Dave. You know, the, the, they have kind of rebounded back a little bit. They are still red, uh, but we've got the Dow down a tenth of a percent. Uh, earlier this morning, it was down over 100 bucks, so down about 37 right now. The S&P 500 down a quarter of a percent. NASDAQ 100 down about a, about three-tenths of a percent right now. So, so not as bad it was, as it was earlier this morning. On the commodities side, uh, there's a lot of green ink, unfortunately, uh, in some areas. So we got silver up huge, man. It's up two and three-quarters percent, Dave. $26.41 an ounce for silver right now. Wow. Gold, yeah, really. Gold, almost $2,000 an ounce, up 1.15% to $1,997 an ounce. And then crude oil, I, w- I was hoping maybe it would be getting closer to 100, but it's not. It's at 106.50, uh, up a little over almost two tenths of a percent right now.
1: Not what we had in mind, but I'm kind of nice to see the gas prices down under 390 around town, aren't you? Absolutely. It feels better overseas markets mixed bag in the Asian rim, Hong Kong markets were up Japanese markets were, were up Japanese markets were off quite a bit in the Chinese mainland markets we were talking about all their shutdowns they were only down by about a half a percent overnight last night. European markets are feeling some optimism, most of them are up in the half percent range midway through their day keeping tabs as to what I can do for my retirement is more than just looking into the future. It's controlling the risk in my retirement funds. Philip, how do I find you in order to minimize that risk?
0: Absolutely, Dave. Hey, one more thing before I tell you that, though, I do want to mention that the 10-year treasury is up to 2.82%, kind of the highest it's been in three years. So, Hey, look, yeah, if if interest rates are concerning you, if inflation is concerning you, you know, give us a call. Let's walk through our core retirement design where we help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. 863-382-0037. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM.
1: And back here again tomorrow morning with an up-to-the-minute look at what's going on. Philip, thank you so much. A blessed Easter to you again, and we'll catch you tomorrow, all right?
0: All right, buddy. You too.
1: Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler.
0: Hey, folks. Again, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope that uh, your week goes well. And again, I hope you'll join us again tomorrow. Same time, same place. Invite your friends and your family. Like our page on Facebook. Hey, until then. Have a great day. Bye now.